Hey guys, welcome back to Unwatchable. My name is Chloe Rodriguez. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I was scheduled to put up an episode today called When Jane the Virgin Became Unwatchable as a continuation of our special series, When It Became Unwatchable. And in that series, I go through a television show and I pinpoint when the show ultimately went downhill and when it became unwatchable. And I love doing that series. Frankly, it's one of my favorite things to record for this podcast. But if you've listened to any of those episodes, you know that a lot of it is opinion-based and a lot of it is based in critique. But this week, it just didn't feel appropriate to spend so much time focusing on a show and critiquing it when there's so many other important things happening in the world. And to be honest, that's something that I've been experiencing through majority of 2020. Um, in full disclosure, I kind of turned on the mic and just started talking. This is all kind of off the cuff, so if it sounds a little bit uh, like I'm collecting my thoughts every so often, please bear with me. I'll try to cut out any pauses. But if I'm being honest with you, the state of the world for the past few months has kind of made it difficult to create. Um, this isn't my job. I don't get paid to do this. I do this because I really like to and it's a hobby. Um, and I think a, a lot of other people who I've talked to the past few months who are content creators who either get paid to do it or just do it for fun like I do, I think we're all kind of experiencing a moment where we have to stop and think about our work and we have to stop and think, who is this helping? Like, what is this doing? I know I've definitely had moments over, you know, the the past few months of quarantine and sickness and now with the protests and everything happening in the Black Lives Matter movement, I just, so I, I've had a lot of moments where I've been pausing and thinking, what am I contributing? What What is a podcast about TV and film really doing to help anybody? Um, and I guess one argument to be made is that people need a form of escapism, and it's nice to shut everything out every so often and just listen to a podcast and have fun, and that's all well and good, but... This week, it just didn't feel appropriate to make an episode about essentially... It it just didn't make sense to put out an episode that I really didn't think was saying anything important about what's happening in the world right now. Um, And that's why today I have decided to put out an episode where... I'm basically just going to be giving you some recommendations for films that were made by black filmmakers, uh, films that focus on injustice or racial issues or anything that I feel supports the Black Lives Matter movement. And then at the end of this episode and in the description, I will be including some links where you can donate. Um... It's really hard right now. I know a lot of people don't really know what to do, especially because we are still fighting a pandemic. And there are some people who are 
wanting so badly to go out and exercise their right to protest and want to go out and feel like they're being active, but they're also scared. A lot of people are scared still of getting sick. I just want to encourage you guys, if you are one of those people who feels torn right now, that's okay. That's understandable. That doesn't make you a bad person. Some people really can't afford to risk being in a large crowd and exposing themselves to sickness right now, and that's understandable. And some people can't afford to donate because they've been unemployed for months, and that's understandable. But something that we can all afford to do is to educate ourselves and to listen. Be extra kind to yourself and be extra kind to other people. Keep fighting. We are making a change right now. We still have so far to go, so far to go, but we will make it happen. Um, Full disclosure, on my end, I have been protesting and I have been donating money, um, but as far as the podcast is concerned, I'm not in a position where I make any money from this podcast. If I did, I would be donating the profits from this episode to Black Lives Matter causes, um, but unfortunately I can't make that promise because I I don't make any actual money from doing this. Um, In the future, hopefully I will be able to do that. But what I can do is use this platform to support black filmmakers and recommend some films that are educational or informative or in some way deal with the issues of injustice that have been plaguing our country for far, far too long. I'm sorry if this isn't the happy-go-lucky episode that you were looking for today, but I just could not, in good conscience, put out my previously scheduled episode. Um, So thank you so much for your support, you guys. Let's go ahead and dive into it. I'd like to start off with talking about Ava DuVernay. Um, I'm sure you guys know who she is. She's incredible. She was the first black female director to be nominated for a Golden Globe Award, and she received this nomination for her 2014 film, Selma. Highly recommend that you guys check out Selma. It's a historical drama film based off of the voters' right marches in 1965 from Selma to Montgomery, led by Martin Luther King Jr. The film garnered high praise from critics, including this review from the New York Times by A.O. Scott. He said, Even if you think you know what's coming, Selma hums with suspense and surprise. Packed with incident and overflowing with fascinating characters, it is a triumph of efficient, emphatic, cinematic storytelling. Another incredible film by DuVernay is the documentary 13th. This documentary is available on Netflix. I highly recommend you check it out. I recently watched it and I thought it was incredible. This documentary focuses on the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery throughout the United States and ended involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for conviction of a crime. The documentary explores how that clause in the 13th Amendment led to a disproportionate amount of African Americans being imprisoned. It also explores the war on drugs, mass incarceration, the prison industrial complex, and the emerging detention industrial complex, and how corporations influence our criminal justice system. 
In 2016, this film was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature, and it won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Documentary or Nonfiction Special. I think this documentary is so important, it's so relevant, it covers so much ground. It is very intense, but I think that obviously that is very important. I think that only serves to prove its point even more. But even though they're covering so many topics, I think the way that it's laid out makes it very easy to follow. I think if you are more interested in a documentary than a nonfiction or fiction narrative, I would highly recommend starting with this one. And it's on Netflix, so it should be pretty readily available to most people. The 13th is very important. You definitely need to check it out. And speaking of Netflix, Ava DuVernay also has an amazing four-part miniseries that she worked on for Netflix called When They See Us. This series is based on events of the April 19th, 1989 Central Park Jogger case and explores the lives of the five suspects who were prosecuted on charges related to the sexual assault of a female victim and of their families. All five of these suspects were young black males, and they were all convicted, though later exonerated. And this miniseries explores their story. I think the great thing about Ava DuVernay as a director is that she doesn't really sugarcoat anything. Much like 13th, this miniseries really goes into things head on and can definitely get a little intense. But I think that's a strength that she brings as a director, especially a black female director. I think her allegiance to telling real stories and not pulling any punches with it is very powerful. I think that's what makes her work so powerful. I think she's able to do that in a way that while intense, is still very easy to follow, and I think she has an incredibly clear point of view when she's telling these stories. These are all stories that span multiple years. They're very complicated and very emotional, but she's able to tell these stories in such a clear way while still making the facts very easy to follow and still getting the emotional crux of the story out. And I think she's just a fabulous director. If you're looking for something of hers that might be a little bit lesser known, I would highly recommend a 2012 independent feature film that she wrote and directed called Middle of Nowhere. Unlike her other works that we talked about today, this is a fictitious narrative. This film won the award for Best Directing at the Sundance Film Festival in 2012, making her the first black woman to ever win this award. The next black filmmaker I wanted to talk about is Jordan Peele. I'm sure everyone is incredibly familiar with Jordan Peele. He has become kind of a superstar in the last few years. He obviously started out on Mad TV and become very well known for his comedic sketches on the show Key and Peele that he wrote and starred in with Keegan-Michael Key. And he has since gone on to direct and write amazing films such as Get Out and Us. The thing I love about Jordan Peele is that he is able to cover so many different genres. He obviously started in comedy, but his movies are more of the horror genre and a little bit of drama and still fit in some elements of comedy. If you look at the first and second act of Get Out, they're 
are a lot of funny elements in there that you might not expect. I feel like I could dedicate an entire podcast episode and then some just to his 2017 American Horror film, Get Out. Um, It was his directorial debut, and it's just incredible what he was able to do. Truly fantastic directorial debut. I don't think anyone would dispute that was nominated for four Academy Awards, including Best Picture. He won the award for Best Original Screenplay. I feel like so many people are familiar with Get Out and Us, so I won't harp on them too much, except to say that Jordan Peele has really proven himself as someone who pays such close attention to detail. He clearly has a purpose for every single thing he includes in his films. The symbolism in Get Out alone is just exceptional. It's a film that you have to watch over and over again to catch every single nuance. I love that he came from comedy and he chose to focus on horror. And not just horror, but horror that relates to race and racial tension. And he seemingly nails every genre he tackles. I mean, the trailer alone for us terrifies me. <laughs> just the visuals on the poster terrify me. If you haven't seen either of those films, I highly recommend checking them out. If you have and you're looking for another way to check out his work, why not watch some of his old comedy? Why not watch some Key and Peele? Both of those guys are so fabulous and their sketches are hilarious. Truly, truly talented, and I would be remiss if I hadn't talked about Jordan Peele in this podcast. Before I move on, I wanted to acknowledge that I'm choosing directors right now who are a little bit more well-known, and that's just because each of these directors have so many films that I would want to talk about in this podcast, it just made sense to group them by director, especially when it comes to this last director who I want to focus on, and that's Spike Lee. Spike Lee has so many films that I, I had to talk about him just in full for a moment. Spike Lee, as a writer and director, definitely does not shy away from political films, and specifically films that talk about racial tension and race relations. One of his most recent films is Black Klansman, which came out in 2018. This movie was absolutely fantastic. I saw it in theaters. It is based off of the 2014 memoir, Black Klansman, written by Ron Stallworth, about a black man who is able to infiltrate the KKK. It was nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Drama, and it was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director, and one for Best Adapted Screenplay. But if this is the only Spike Lee film you've seen, I highly recommend looking at his entire body of work, specifically his 1992 American epic biographical drama film, Malcolm X. Directed by and co-written by Spike Lee, this film explores the life and assassination of the famous African-American activist Malcolm X. He also has a 1991 romantic drama film called Jungle Fever, which explores interracial relationships. And I think a really important film for people to watch right now is the 1989 comedy drama film Do the Right Thing. This film was produced, written, and directed by Spike Lee, and he stars in it as well. 
This film has a lot more elements of comedy than the other films we've been talking about today. That being said, it does not shy away from talking about race and race relations head on. While the simple plot of this story centers around a young African-American man confronting the racist owner of a pizzeria, it really goes so far beyond that and essentially centers around a predominantly African-American section of New York City and the racial inequality that this group of young men who live in that community face on a daily basis. While this movie certainly has elements of quality and is definitely not as dramatic or violent as some of these other films we've been talking about, it definitely approaches race in a very head-on way. There's an entire scene where Spike Lee's character is confronting this Italian gentleman and basically talking about how all of the singers and actors and musicians that this guy is really into are all African-American. And he's kind of confronting him and being like, hey, you love our culture. You love all of these celebrities who are black and all of these comedians and musicians who are black. But you treat me, a black man, like shit, basically. And then directly after this scene, they cut to all these different characters from the movie basically just spouting out as many racial slurs as you could possibly think of that encompass so many different races. And I I understand that that could be a little bit hard for people to stomach, but it's meant to be uncomfortable and it's meant to be kind of awful and show you what it's like to hear these words used so consistently. I think out of all the movies I've talked about so far, Do the Right Thing is an amazing movie to start off with, especially if you're trying to get into more of Spike Jonze's material, because it's one of his earlier films, and I think it really showcases the type of filmmaker that he was striving to become. I mean, not only did he produce and help write this movie and also directed it, but he's also a star in it, so his hands are all over this film, and I highly recommend Do the Right Thing. Moving on from specific directors, I just wanted to shout out some movies in particular that I think would be great for you to check out uh, for various reasons. The first one I'm going to start off with, I'm going to recommend this to someone who is maybe a little bit younger or has younger siblings or has children as a way to kind of start the conversation about race relations and about the criminal justice system as it relates to African-Americans. There's a movie that came out in 2018 called The Hate You Give. It was based off of a novel by the same name written by Angie Thomas, and this movie was directed by George Tillman Jr. The Hate You Give focuses on a high school girl who witnesses her childhood best friend being fatally shot by a police officer who mistakes a hairbrush for a firearm. And unfortunately, a story like this is not completely unheard of. And even though this is a movie for a younger audience, I still think it does a really good job of showing how awful something like this truly is. And I think it's a way to really start a conversation with someone who might be a little bit younger, uh, maybe someone who's white who hasn't grown up hearing stories like this all of their life. Maybe they've been a little bit sheltered. I think reading this book or watching this movie with them could be a great way to open dialogue about why this happens in America and how prevalent it is. 
It is available on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, I highly encourage you to check out The Hate You Give. The next movie I'm going to recommend is the movie Detroit. This is a 2017 American period crime drama film directed by Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow is not a woman of color, however, I did want to mention this movie because I do think it is relevant and something I wanted to recommend because when I saw this movie, I'm ashamed to say I had no idea about the real incident this movie was based off of. This movie centers around the Algiers Motel incident that occurred on July 25th, 1967, during the 12th Street Riot. A police task force was dispelled during the riots, and they had heard of a possible gunman staying at the Algiers Motel, and upon arrival, they round up the residents of the hotel, predominantly comprised of African Americans. Despite no weapons being found, they abuse, terrorize, interrogate, uh, and even kill some of the civilians at that motel. This is based off of true events, and I had never heard of this incident. The movie is really, really hard to stomach at some points. It has a lot of tension. You just feel, like, so disgusted by some of the actions of this task force. But I actually think it's a really well-done movie, and I really like that it focuses on something that I had never heard about. The person who I was with had never heard about either. And they do tie it back to present day in a way that I think is really powerful. I highly recommend you watch Detroit. It's available on Hulu if you're interested. Check it out. Another movie I'd like to throw out there is 12 Years a Slave, directed by Steve McQueen. I I feel like this is a movie that I really don't need to recommend because I'm sure everyone has heard of it by now. This movie came out in 2013 and was based off of a 1853 slave memoir written by Solomon Northup as he talks about being kidnapped and sold into slavery. It is a very graphic film. There's obviously a lot of violence. There's assault in this film. But I think that that's unavoidable when you are telling a story about something as horrific as slavery. I think overall it's a beautifully made film. It won a lot of awards, including the Academy Award for Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actress, as well as the Golden Globe Award for Best Drama. As far as I know, it's not available on streaming, but I highly recommend renting it and checking it out. And the last movie I want to talk about in depth here is called I Am Not Your Negro. This is a 2016 documentary film directed by Raul Peck and based off of James Baldwin's unfinished manuscript, Remember This House. His unfinished manuscript focuses on his personal recollections of his experiences with civil rights leaders, such as Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., and Medgar Evers. Peck was able to take this memoir as inspiration and transform it into the documentary I Am Not Your Negro, which pieces together some moments in the lives of these three activists. This documentary has received wide acclaim both for its narration done by Samuel L. Jackson and for its content in general. Joe Morgenstern from the Wall Street Journal gave it this review. The film is unsparring as history and enthralling as biography. It's an evocation of a passionate soul in a tumultuous era. A film that uses Baldwin's spoken words and his notes from an unfinished book 
to illuminate the struggle for civil rights. This movie was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature and won the BAFTA Award for Best Documentary. I think this documentary is a shining example of creative filmmaking for Peck to have been able to take something that was unfinished and turn it into a documentary that's not only a compelling piece about the past, but also is so applicable to the age that we're living in now. I just think it's an incredible example of filmmaking, and I highly recommend that you check it out. Before we leave today, I just wanted to shout out some films or shows that were recommended to me personally. I don't know enough about these to go super in-depth with them. However, they are acclaimed pieces of media, and I do think that they deserve to be brought up in this conversation. Speaking of James Baldwin, uh, my first recommendation is If Beale Street Could Talk. This is a 2018 American romantic drama film. It's actually based off of a James Baldwin novel. It was directed by Barry Jenkins, and it is available to be streamed on Hulu. The film American Son is a drama directed by Kenny Leon, starring Kerry Washington, Jeremy Jordan, Eugene Lee, and Stephen Pascal, and it's available on Netflix. The 2014 dramedy film Dear White People was written, directed, and co-produced by Justin Simeon and focuses on racial tensions in a fictitious Ivy League school from the perspective of African-American students. This was also spun off into a Netflix original series. You can obviously find that on Netflix, and you can find the movie available for rent on Amazon Prime. Time and time again, I have been recommended the documentary Strong Island, This is a 2017 true crime documentary by Yance Ford, and this centers around the murder of Yance Ford's brother, William, who was a 24-year-old African-American teacher in New York City. He was killed by a 19-year-old white mechanic. I've heard that this one is a doozy, especially because it's so personal to the filmmaker. Uh, It's available on Netflix if you're interested. I recommend checking out Strong Island. If you are looking for more documentaries, I would recommend King in the Wilderness, which is a HBO documentary about Martin Luther King Jr. and the days leading up to his assassination. And while you're on HBO, you could also check out the TV series Insecure. It's a dramedy series created by Issa Rae and Larry Wilmore, based off of Issa Rae's web series Awkward Black Girl. This is a critically acclaimed series. It's really funny. I know we haven't talked about too many comedies today, but this is definitely one to check out. I know that I've barely scratched the surface today, and I hope that this was somewhat helpful or informative or that you found anything that might interest you. And I know a lot of these movies are really heavy, but that's unavoidable. This is such an important topic. This is something that I can't believe we are still fighting against in 2020. And on a personal note, I would like to make an effort from here on out to focus on celebrating filmmakers who aren't just white. I know I've made a point to celebrate women on this podcast, but I think I need to make a point to expand my horizons and focus on celebrating 
all different types of people, all different types of filmmakers, and I, I know that I could do a better job of that, and I will. In the description box, I will be leaving a list of organizations that you can donate to if you'd like to help the Black Lives Matter movement. Please take a look at these organizations in the description box and donate if you can or whatever you can. We all have to keep fighting and we all have to keep standing up for what's right. I know that I don't usually go into these things on this podcast, but Black Lives Matter isn't a political statement. It's something that everyone should believe. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you liked what you heard, then please leave a five-star review and follow the podcast on Instagram at Unwatchable with Chloe Rodriguez. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. And I will see you next time. Bye.